Our Old Testament passage today picks up in 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 1. <laughs> and it's a day of all those hard names. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalal, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, the sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Misha, and Teras, the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Rithath, and Togarmah, the sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Radanim, the sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan, the sons of Cush, Sheba, Havila, Sabta, Raama, Sabteka, the sons of Raama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod, and he was the first on earth to be a mighty man. Now, wow, did you hear that? He was the first on earth to be a mighty man. Nimrod was the first mighty man on earth. So you, you see, when you read these passages, you get these, boom, little gems that jump out at you. That's why you never want to skip over these. Egypt fathered Lidim, Anamin, Lahabin, Nathuhim, Pathrushim, Kashlusim, from whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtorim. And Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. And the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gershonites, the Hivites, the Archites, and the Sinites, the Arvadites, and the Zermites, and the Hamathites, the sons of Shem, Elam, Asher, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram, the sons of Aram, Uz, Hul, Gether, and Meshach. Arshaphah followed Shelah, and Shelah followed Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The one of name was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. Okay, for in his days the earth was divided. Now, here's a question. Is this when the continents split? You know, because we can see in Earth's history that the 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 earth began, the, the continents had continental shift and, and there was a division. So was it in his days that the earth and all the continents began to divide up and shift? Hmm, interesting thought. And Joktam fathered Almadad, Shelef, Hazar Maveth, Jera, and Hadrum, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ofer, Havila, and Jobab. All these are the sons of Joktam. Shem, Arshad, Shelah, Eber, Peleg, Ruel, Sarug, Nahor, and Terah. All right, here's Terah. Here's his descendants. This is how he descended. Abraham, Abram, that is Abraham, the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Ishmael. These are their genealogies. The firstborn of Ishmael, Mabaeth, Keder, Abil, and Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Maasa, Hadad, and Tima. Jetur, Nathish, and Kedema, these are the sons of Ishmael. The sons of Koruda, Abraham's concubine. She bore Zimran, Jaxan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. The sons of Jaxan, Sheba, and Dedan. The sons of Midian, Epheth, Ether, Hanok, Abida, Alda, these are the sons of Kutura. And Abraham fathered Isaac, and the sons of Isaac, Esau, and Israel. The sons of Esau, Eliphaz, Raul, Jewash, Jalam, and Korah. The sons of Eliphaz, Timon, Omar, Zeho, 
Gatam, Kanaz, and of Timna, Amalek, the sons of Raul, Nahath, Zerah, Shema, and Miza, the sons of Seir, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan, the sons of Lotan, Hori, Himan, and Lotan's sister was Timna, the sons of Shobal, Alban, Manahath, Ibal, Shepho, and Onam, the sons of Zibion, Aya, and Anna, the sons of Anna, Dishon, the sons of Dishon, Hebdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Sharan, the sons of Ezor, Bilhan, Zaavan, and Akan, the sons of Dishad, Uz, and Aran. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Eden before any king. Okay, here's another one of those great little truths. Before any king reigned over the people of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, in the name of his city, being Dinhaba. Bela died, and Jodab, the son of Zerah of Bazrah, reigned in his place. Jobad died, and Husham of the land of the Temanites reigned in his place. Husham died, and Hadad, the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, reigned in his place, and the name of his city being Avith. Hadad died, and Samla of Masrika reigned in his place. Samla died, and Shaul of Rehoboth on the Euphrates reigned in his place. Shaul died, and Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his place. Baal Hanan died, and Hadad reigned in his place, and the name of his city being Pai. And his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matrid, the daughter of Mazahab. And Hadad died. The chiefs of Edom were chiefs Temna, Alva, Jeheth, Oholabama, Ila, Pihon, Kanaz, Timam, Mibzer, Magdeel, and Imran. These are the chiefs of Edom. Chapter 2, verse 1. These are the sons of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, and the sons of Judah, Er, Onan, and Shelah. These three, Bashua, the Canaanite, bore to him. Now Er, Judah's firstborn, was evil in the sight of the Lord, and he put him to death. Wow. So here's some big question marks. What was it that this guy did that was so evil in God's sight? You say, well, I can understand why God did it. He's trying to keep the nation of Israel pure at its beginning stages, just like he, forgive me, Ananias and Sapphira's death, keeping the leadership pure before when the church was just getting started. So I would tie this into Acts. Ananias and Sapphira. His daughter-in-law Tamar also bore him Perez and Zerah. Judah had five sons in all. And the sons of Perez, Hezron and Hamul. And the sons of Zerah, Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Galcol, and Dara, five in all. And the sons of Carmi, Achan, the troubler of Israel, who broke faith in the matter of a devoted thing. Wow. Never forgot what he did. He brought trouble to Israel. Ethan's son was Azariah, and the sons of Hezron that were born to him, Jeremiel, Ram, and Shelobai. Ram fathered Aminadab, and Aminadab fathered Nashon, prince of the sons of Judah. 
Nashon fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz, Boaz fathered Obed, and Oeb fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered Eliab, his firstborn, Abinadab the second, Shemaiah the third, Nathaniel the fourth, Radiah the fifth, Ozim the sixth, and David the seventh. So David was the last born. Now, there are people that want to come along and say David was just an adopted child and he really wasn't part of the family and that's why he was so mistreated. But I want you to notice he is considered fathered by Jesse. And the sisters were Zeruiah and Abigail and the sons of Zeruiah, Abishiah, Joab, and Ashiel, three. And Abigail bore Amasa. The father of Amasa was Jethir the Ishmaelite. Caleb, the son of Hezron, fathered children by his wife, and by Jerioth, and these were her sons, Jeshur, Shobab, and Ardan. And when Azubah died, Caleb married Ethrath, who bore him Hur, and Hur fathered Uri, and Uri, Uri fathered Bazal. Afterward, Hezron went into the daughter of Machar, the father of Gilead, whom he married, when he was sixty years old, and she bore him Shagub. And Shagub fathered Jair, who had 23 cities in the land of Gilead. All right, so here is quite a man of accomplishment, all right? And Shagub fathered Jair, who had 23 cities in the land of Gilead. But Jeshur and Aram took from them Havoth, Jair, Kanath, and his villages, 60 towns. All of these were descendants of Machir, the father of Gilead. After the death of Hezrod, Caleb went into Ethrahath, the wife of Hezron, his father, and she bore him Ashur, the father of Tekoa, and the sons of Jeremiel, the firstborn of Hezron, Ram, his firstborn, Buna, Orin, Ozim, and Ahajah. And Jeremiel also had another wife, whose name was Atara, and she was the mother of Onam. The sons of Ram, the firstborn of Jeremiel, Maaz, Jamin, and Ekor, the sons of Oman, Shamamai and Jada, the sons of Shamamai, Nadab, and Abishur. And the name of Abishur's wife was Abahel, and she bore him Ahaban and Molid. And the sons of Nabed, Selad, and Appaim, and Selad died childless. And the son of Appaim, Ishi, the son of Ishi, Shishan, and the son of Shishan, Alai. And the sons of Jada, Shammai's brother, Jether and Jonathan, and Jether died childless. The sons of Jonathan, Peleth and Zaza, these were the descendants of Jeremiel. Now Shishan had no sons, only daughters, but Shishan had an Egyptian slave whose name was Jara. So Shishan gave his daughter in marriage to Jara his slave, and she bore him Ataiah. And Ataiah fathered Nathan, and Nathan fathered Zedad, and Zedad fathered Aflal, and Ahlal fathered Obed, and Obed fathered Jehu, and Jehu fathered Azariah, and Azariah fathered Helez, and Helez fathered Elisha, and Elisha fathered Shishmai, and Shishmai fathered Shalom, and Shalom fathered Jechamiah, and Jechamiah fathered Elishma, and the sons of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiel, Marashah, his firstborn, who fathered Ziph, and the sons of Marashah, Hebron, and the sons of Hebron, Korah, Tapua, Rechem, and Shammah. And Shammah fathered Raham, and the father of Jokhiam, and Rechem fathered Shammah. And the son of Shammah, 
Maon and Maon fathered Bezur. Epheth also, Caleb's concubine, bore Haran, Moza, Geziz, and Hara fathered Gazez. And the sons of Jediah, Regem, Jadim, Gishan, Pilat, Ethath, and Sha'afa. Ma'aka, Caleb's concubine, bore Sheber and Tirhana. She also bore Sha'afath, the father of Madamanah, Sheba, the father of Machbenah, the father of Gibeah, and the daughter of Caleb was Arksha. These are the descendants of Caleb. The sons of Hur, the firstborn of Eparath, Shobal, the father of Kiriath Jiriam, Shema, Salma, the father of Kiriath Jiriam, had other sons. Haroah, half of Manuhoth, and the clans of Kiriath Jiriam, the Ithrites, the Puthites, the Shupathites, and the Mishorites, these came from the Zoraites and the Eshtoalites. The sons of Salma, Bethlehem, and the Netophathites, the Athrobeth Joab, and the half tribe of Manahathites, the Zorites. The clans also of the scribes who lived in Jabez, the Terathites, the Shemathites, the Sukathites, these are the Kenites who came from Hamath, the father of the house of Rechab. Hoy, we got through all those names today. Let's open up our hearts and spend some time in worship now.
my New Testament passage today picks up with Acts chapter 22, verse 22. I remember Paul is standing on the steps going up into uh, Antonius Fortress. He just left the, the ground courts of the Temple Mount, and he has given a speech to the people, and he has just ended by saying, God has sent me to the Gentiles. Up to this word, up to what word? Up to the word Gentiles. Up to this word, they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. This is bigotry. Because he said that God wanted to bless the Gentiles, because he said God wanted the Gentiles to hear the gospel, these people said he should not be allowed to live. It is amazing what religious hatred can get going in people's hearts, brothers and sisters. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust in the air. Okay, this is all emotions. No logic. You see, throughout the Old Testament, God has called the Jews to reach out to the Gentiles. So this is pure emotion. No logic. The tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? He said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, I'm a citizen by birth. Those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately, and the tribune was also afraid, for he realized Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. Now notice, not even whipped him, just bound him. You see, there were legal rights of Roman citizens. Legal rights. And to violate those legal rights would be to forfeit your life. For those men to have beaten Paul that day, they would forfeit their life. That was the penalty for, for doing what they were about to do. I want you to notice, Paul used the law as a shield against pain, suffering, and sinful lies. He used the law as a shield. He did not attack with the law. Protection, not attack. He used the law to protect himself from the lies and the penalty that those lies would have brought against him. But on the next day, desiring to know the real reason while he was being accused by the Jews, now notice the real reason, okay? The Romans did not understand. Religious hatred. It was incomprehensible to them because they had millions of gods, all right? Literally, not literally, but speaking, <laughs> speaking evangelistically. They had thousands of gods, all right? They wanted to know the real reason he was being accused by the Jews. 
he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and the council to meet, and he brought Paul down and set him before them. Now, to remember where we are, this is Antonio's fortress. This is the stairway coming down. This is the temple proper. These are the courts. This is the women's court. Okay. This is where the sacrifices are made here. Here's the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place. The Sanhedrin would have been right about here. So they would have walked Paul down and probably back around the backside because this is the Gate Beautiful walked him back around the backside and into the stone chamber, the very place where Jesus had been tried, and probably Paul had been there also. Now, this would have been <laughs> return home. I believe, and most scholars believe, that Paul was a member of the Sanhedrin court. He was there during the trials of Jesus before the Sanhedrin court. So Paul now stands and and. It would have looked like this. It's called the stone chamber. And it would have looked like this. And the guy on trial would stand here. And everybody would sit around on bleachers like this around him. Looking down at him. Okay. This is the spot for the accused. Right here. And just like Jesus had stood there. Now Paul stands there. Now. If I had been Paul. That would have been quite a moment for me. Here I stand where I once sat in those bleachers and called for his death. Now I stand in the same place where the Savior stood on trial before me. And now I stand on trial before the same group of men. That would have been quite a moment. Quite a moment to stand there and realize. Just 30 plus years ago, I cried out for the death of my Savior. And now I stand here on trial for my life for preaching the Savior. <laughs> he looked intently at the council. I mean, he just stood there and stared at them in the eyeballs, okay? He, he looked intently at the council. Now, that, that to me is significant. He didn't stare at the floor and look away as he is ashamed. We can almost say there's a defiance there. The defiance of truth that filled his heart. Sometimes truth is very defiant when it stands in the face of lies. And Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God. Notice he, he still calls them brothers. I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> And God said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting here to judge me according to the law, and yet contrary to the law, you order me to be struck? And those who stood by him say, why would you revile God's high priest? And Paul said, I did not know, brothers, he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of the ruler of your people. All right? He said, I did not know. How could he not know? Because the high priest had changed many times, stayed in the same family, okay? Same family from 4 or 5 AD until 63 AD. Same family, but they passed it back and forth between themselves. Caiaphas, Annas, and Ananias. 
But he said, you shall not speak evil of the ruler of your people. So Paul said, you know, that's what the word says. That's what we've been taught all of our lives. You shall not speak evil of the ruler of your people. And brothers and sisters, you know, maybe some of you ought to get a hold of some of that today. And let's not speak against our governments. And let's not speak against pastors today. Now, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other part were Pharisees, okay, <laughs> he said, okay, we have a doctrinal divide. Remember, the Pharisees believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees are the fundamentalists. The Sadducees don't believe in life after death. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in angels. He realizes these guys don't like each other. He cried out in the council, brothers, I'm a Pharisee, the son of the Pharisees, and it is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. Now that's how to stand alone in unjust situation. You divide the crowd. That's how you stand. That's how you stand. How to stand when in an unjust situation. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, no angel, no spirit. But the Pharisees acknowledge them all. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply, We find nothing wrong in this man. What if an angel or an, a spirit spoke to him? Then when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. Now here's where it gets awesome. That following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage. For you have testified to me about to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. This is one of the biggest wows for me in the Bible. In the middle of facing injustice, the Lord stood by him. And the Lord said, You testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem. So you must testify also in Rome. But I just like the Lord stood by him. <laughs> oh, what a day that will be. Can you imagine sitting in your room one night? You're facing an unjust situation. And the Lord stands by you. He says, take courage. Jesus is real, beloved. Jesus is real. All right, a little bit of wisdom before we go. Every year we do Proverbs twice, Diba. So now it's time to start Proverbs all over again. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealings, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to youth. All right, so here is the purpose of Proverbs. Two, know wisdom and instruction. Two, understand words of insight. Two, receive instructions in wise dealing, righteousness, justice, and equity. Two, give prudence to the simple, 
knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Guidance. Learning. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Understand. All right, so learning, guidance, understanding. The fear of the Lord, respect. Respect for God is the beginning of knowledge. It's not the end. It's where you start to learn. Respect is where you begin to learn. Respect for God is when you start learning, period. It's the beginning of knowledge. You haven't arrived when you come to a place of respect for God. That doesn't mean you've learned anything. It means you're at the starting point. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The attitude of a fool despises wisdom. The attitude of a fool despises instruction. They don't want to learn. They know it all. That is a fool. All right. We'll see you tonight in service. Tonight is praise and worship night, but it is also sending out night. Tonight, we will be laying hands and praying for the Soriano family. He will be leaving next week. The family will be leaving after three weeks, taking over our work in Hawaii. And also, really, they're going to be heading up all of the, the U.S. outreaches, all of the the baby connect groups and all of the baby churches that are starting to get going across the U.S. that will all come under Brother Soriano. He's walked with us together for 20 years, been faithful, headed up East Campus for how many years? Tonight, we pray for them and send them out. We'll see you in the service tonight.